This is Damon Udicek, and this is the Ideal Money Life Podcast. This is my journey to build a business from zero to $1 million in 12 months. I'm going to experience a lot in the next 12 months. I'm super excited about the journey. I can't wait to share my failures, my successes, and everything in between. All right, let's do this. Good morning. This is Damon, and I'm about to start my day. I had something that uh, happened for the first time ever. I'm not sure exactly what happened with uh, my garage door, but apparently, uh, typically what ends up happening is each morning I open up the garage door, and uh, my car is on the left side of our two-car garage, and so what ends up happening is in order for me to get the car, I've got to open up the garage door and then walk around the rear end of the of, the, of my car and get, then get into the, the driver's side of my car. Well, apparently between the time that I got in my car and then started my car and got ready to go back, the uh, garage door closed. And as I was putting my car in the rear or into reverse, it uh, notified me that to stop. <laughs> and I was like, what's going on? And and then I looked back in, in the rear view mirror and everything and realized that the garage door was uh, shut. Uh, so fortunately, I didn't try and proceed. I saved my car from damage. I saved my garage door from damage. And that was that. All right, so here we are. It's a bright and early, well, I say it's a, it's a not so bright and early morning at this time of the day. Uh, but in any event, um, it is Monday morning, and the uh, moon is in full bloom. And uh, right now, uh, we're getting ready to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the, the first landing on the moon. Uh, PBS has a documentary called Chasing the Moon, so I've been watching that a little bit, and I spent a little bit of time doing some research yesterday about about uh, the uh, Apollo 11 mission. My post on Tuesday, my blog post, will be about the Apollo mission and what I felt like um, my association with it which I referenced a little bit earlier yesterday. So I'm looking forward to writing about that. I expect that probably what I'll do is uh, typically I like to listen to something while I'm working. uh, And then what I'll do is I will stream that movie or the Catching the Moon series from PBS while while I'm working today. The only time that doesn't really work with me is when I'm trying to write. Um, but anytime other than that, then I'm able to work pretty well. In fact, I find that unless I'm listening to something, working gets to be a bit of a challenge. I don't know what that is, but uh, that's the way my brain works. Uh, so what I've got on the docket today, hopefully I'll got my design pieces back from James, who's my graphic designer, so I can finish building out my sales funnel. Uh, I've had a little bit of uh, confusion on my end. Uh, the One Funnel Away Challenge has this set template 
um, that I built out for each of my offers. And uh, with that, uh, it's more geared towards uh, what is known in the marketing world as the lead magnet. So lead magnet, the whole purpose of a lead magnet is to incentivize someone to get on your email list. And then with the, the whole purpose of the email list is to build a relationship with that potential customer. Uh, you also want to uh, impress upon their mind what it is you do. And they may not be ready to buy when they first look at you or come across your website or anything along that line. But by emailing consistently, relentless follow-up, allows you to build a relationship with people and then when they are ready to buy, they will buy. Otherwise, you're a flash in the pan. You'll never be seen again by that client. Uh, I've heard uh, some interesting statistics that uh, if you've got a good list, your list can be worth a dollar a month to you. So if you think about that for a minute, if you have 10,000 people on your list, that list could potentially, it should be worth $10,000 a month. So the list ends up being very valuable. Uh, and when the company goes to be sold, the, the amount of money that list produces is a big determiner of the value of that company. Um, and there's been many instances where companies have bought other companies purely for their email list. All right. So that's one of the things I as part of everything I'm doing is to build the email list up. And as I build more offers, then I can offer those to my email uh, list. A uh, couple things that are important today for me is uh, I've got to transmit. I'm using Trello for my bookkeeper. She'll be working remotely for a certain part period of time. So I will work on getting her training videos over to her a certain amount of the training videos are already up and running with her i've done from previous points so just got to review those videos i imagine some of the videos will be outdated but that's okay um, the good thing about the videos is they were produced the way they were and if for some reason the instructions from the video are not clear or outdated I will get feedback, Damon. I'm confused. Um, so it doesn't have to be perfect uh, up front. That's one of the things that I have learned more and more over time is it's much better to act and be 80% there or 90% there uh, than to not act. Uh, in my past, uh, I, I felt like I was a more of a perfectionist. Uh, they say that... Uh, perfectionism is a tendency a certain amount of people have. Uh, I read a book where uh, the person actually called perfectionism a form of being scared. And there's uh, the rationale behind that was being scared was that person's way of trying to control everything and procrastinating, and so they essentially equated procrastination and perfectionism as the same thing, uh, which was an interesting thought that I had. Uh, I ended up meeting several other people who were self-described perfectionists, 
And I, I wasn't sure exactly where this comment came from, uh, but I was talking with her and I made uh, the, the comment to this lady. I said, listen, um, you, you, you mentioned that you're a perfectionist. And the one thing that you want to realize is that a trait that perfectionists typically have is they do very high quality work. So one of the things to think about is your 60% work is probably twice as good as most other people's 80 or 90% work. So that was, what that should tell you is 60% may be 10, you know, maybe it may be good enough. We don't want to lower our standards, but sometimes our standards are too high. So uh, the fact that our standards could be so high prevents us from acting. And the very act of acting tends to give us more valuable information than if we try and figure it out from the beginning. I had a friend of mine that I knew through Toastmasters, which is a organization that teaches leadership and public speaking. And uh, I remember he had a comment that was, you can't learn to swim by, by reading a book. The thing is, is so much of our traditional academic education is around studying and testing, studying and testing. And it's and when I say testing, it's academic testing. And so really it is memorization, regurgitation, memorization, regurgitation. Well, that's just that modality of education. While it does teach skills, those are skills that everyone has. And in order to be someone valuable in the marketplace, one actually has to solve solutions or provide solutions for problems. The only reason someone, someone's service, good or product is valuable in the marketplace is because they solve a problem. And the only way to solve problems is to make decisions and to try and, you know, have trial and error, trial and error. That's part of the reason why I'm blogging seven days a week. I'm actually, and I'm also uh, podcasting six days a week. And then I've got videos going up on YouTube twice a week. And right now, I just looked at my statistics for the last three days of blogs and have zero views. That's okay. Right now, I haven't built up an audience, uh, which is which probably is good to a certain extent because the content still needs to be honed. So as I'm writing my content, as I'm doing the podcast, as I'm uh, doing my videos, I'll get comments from people. Uh, and then based on those comments... I'll be able to hone my message better and better. And I, I always like going back to the, the thinking of the stand-up comedian, where it takes him a year to get five minutes of good material. And they're constantly going up, testing new material, 10 to 20% of the material in a week, if they are lucky, is worth anything. Uh, and that gets me thinking further about... Uh, uh, concepts I thought of, you know, a gold mine, you know, when, when, when someone goes to dig for gold, there is a whole lot of dirt that is worthless. 
and that dirt just gets thrown away. And until someone strikes on a gold vein, they, they're going through a lot of dirt. Now, obviously, there are ways to find the gold vein better. You can do bore, you know, test bores to, you know, test and see if you've got a certain amount of gold in that uh, vein before you start spending all the money and time moving all the dirt. It makes a lot of sense to test the dirt first. And so it is with marketing that we have to test, try and fail, try and fail, and try and fail. And then once we get to the where we're getting a desired rate of return, then we can start to bring in the big machinery and pump money into that marketing method. Uh, so with that said, I am at the office and I will start um, after my day. I will be back with you later on today. Hello, good afternoon. This is Damon, and I have finished up my day. I'm really looking forward to heading home. Uh, it was a bit of a long day, uh, particularly because there's a project I've been working on uh, that is just a royal pain in the rear. Uh, it's an important project that I have to get done. Um, it's a project I'm not make, making any money on, uh, but there's vital that I get the work done. Uh, and so it's mind-numbing. <laughs> I'm creating a bunch of uh, information together, uh, but I've got to get it done. So that, that ended up taking a good part of the day, and then about, I want to say about quarter to 11, I decided to take a break from it uh, and go for my walk and uh, I'm, I'm really happy with how the walks keep going. I was uh, planning on, normally I, I, I like to um, just walk without anything, but uh, I've been reading this book, Am I Too Subtle by Sam Zell, I believe is the name of it, um, and he's talking about his uh, approach to business. It's been fun to listen to him. He's got kind of a, he's, I, I, I think he's in his late 70s and he's got this um, crotchety old voice. When I first started listening, to, I just kind of had to um, giggle because he doesn't have a voice uh, for radio. Now, <laughs> I might not either, so uh, I'm a kettle and I'm calling myself black. Uh, but in any event, I started listening to that, and uh, last week, Profit First Headquarters has what they call a, they do a global call for all the Profit First professionals, gives an opportunity for headquarters to share with all the members, updates, and they always have um, something called a love seat, where they share with everyone um, they have someone who's who's does has been doing some special things in Profit First as a way to have member shares. And uh, last week, Aaron from Profit First headquarters asked me to be in the love seat this week. It's one of those things that uh, I've been looking forward to, but I, I didn't really want to volunteer. I wanted to 
have be a situation where I had done something worthy to be in the love seat. Um, and so it was kind of funny. She was, she asked me about, um, and now I've been a profit first professional for, for over a year now. And, um, my first sale, uh, was to an existing client. And I think, uh, for pr the profit first services, I was, I, I, uh, a monthly, uh, set, I, I set up for, it to be a monthly payment of, or my monthly price was a recurring around 1600 bucks, I think. So that was super excited for exciting for me. And then Aaron, Aaron had asked me, you know, Hey Damon, a week after getting into profit first, you had this really high paying client. And I, I quite frankly, I had totally forgot about it. And part of what she wanted to ask was how I was able to get a high paying client in year and month one. And so I had, I really had to think back to it and I was like, Oh yeah, I guess I did do that. Um, so I kind of, that was kind of funny. Um, I had since, since that time I actually had done a lot more, uh, with profit first. So that was a great first milestone, but I actually had, um, uh, greater profit, uh, profitable sales since then. Um, so anyway, that's, it's, it was kind of fun to reminisce about that after my phone call with her. Um, and then after that, we, um, every week I have a group coaching coach that was in charge of the group coaching, um, started sharing about one of the things that he focuses on is daily routine and really focusing on making each day as good as he can get it. And one of the things that he mentioned on a prior call was there's a tendency with very driven people and entrepreneurs particularly to not get enough sleep. And And he shared some research where um, not getting sleep throughout most of our adult um, has a very, our, our, our adult life has a very negative effect on our health. And he said one of his main health goals is to get a good night's sleep every night. Uh, and he gave an example of Margaret Thatcher was known to only sleep four hours a night on a good night. And then Ronald Reagan was also known to only get four hours of sleep. And and he shared that both of those people uh, died um, with uh, Alzheimer's disease. And, uh, you know, that getting enough sleep is a vital piece of, uh, our health. So, and I believe pretty strongly in that myself. Um, but I really enjoyed hearing that again. And there is quite a bit of discussion, uh, about the way we manage our lives within our businesses. Um, and I really got a lot from this, this call and I will say, typically on the group coaching calls, I, I don't always have questions. Um, right now, I feel like I'm in a good rhythm. Um, I do have one-on-one -on -one coaching with, uh, with uh, coming up next week, uh, which I'm really looking forward to. I, I suspect that the, I've got a, a worksheet that I've got to go through to um, plan out 
what my big objectives are over the next year. And uh, I suspect the big one that, um, at least right now, the big, big domino for, for lack of a big, better word, the big one thing that I want to accomplish over the next year is that in 12 months from now, I want to have uh, a recurring revenue of, of $100,000 a month. Um, and I have, and that's part of what I'm going to work with um, my coach when I have my session with him next week. Um, and uh, today, I so I got done eating, I got done with the coaching call, and then um, I was feeling a little bit tired. So I also could, I was kind of drained from all that work I'd been doing for that one big project this morning. And it was, quite frankly, I started it, I want to say that I had about five, five and a half hours of work into it um, this morning and doing, doing work that's kind of draining is draining. So I was, I felt like I needed to relax it a little bit and actually took about a 20 minute uh, break, uh, which was really nice. I felt really refreshed afterwards. Now I will say the break equals a nap. (laughs) So I've got to actually have an office in my in my, um, one of the rooms in my office has a room without no windows. And so from time to time, I've got a place where I, I lay down and put my head on the pillow. <laughs> I'm going to call it, call a spade a spade. And it was nice just to relax and take a break from work and just kind of reset myself to, to continue on with the work that I had to do. Had a little bit of production work, um, and then um, I had to fire a client today, um, which um, it was a client that I had uh, for quite a while, uh, but there was a circumstance uh, associated with it uh, that was unacceptable to me. So um, I sent him an email telling him, "Okay, you know, this this is my last day." Uh, and, or I said, said, this will be my last day, uh, in a, in a couple weeks, here are the items I still have to get to you. I'll have, and here's when you should expect to receive those. And then I mentioned that I would have all the documents that belong to him, uh, on my online platform. And then if he wished to have a meeting with me before, uh, we get done, then just let me know. So uh, try to be as professional as possible. It was a situation that um, uh, I was disturbed enough about that it meant that the, the client relationship needed to end. And so that that's not something I've always done in the past. Sometimes I just uh, allowed myself to put up with situations that weren't acceptable. Um, and as I'm working on moving towards only working with ideal customers when there's a situation where something is not um, acceptable, I have to pull the trigger. So anyway, that was the last thing I did tonight as I sent the email out notifying my last day of being working for this individual. The uh, thing that I'm 
not, oh, I did get my blood. So one of the things that happened is uh, right before I took my uh, rest break, I, I, I was kind of bogged down in some other work. And I was like, you know what? Um, last couple days, my, I've, I've come home and I hadn't had read, written my blog post yet. And so to, when I got done with my, my rest break, I went ahead and opened up a Word document and started uh, writing my blog post. And the blog post was one I've been mulling over for a while. And it was uh, titled, How My Greatest Week, or How My Greatest Strength Became My Greatest Weakness. And in that blog post, I talked about my, my greatest strength, and this is verified by, by the these Clifton Strengths Finders. It's a Gallup company. Um, but my, my greatest strength is my learning ability. And I talked about how for so long where being, being quick to learn has enabled me to do um, – it's been very helpful, at least in the initial part of my business, where I didn't have the money to hire people. Um, the fact that I was able to learn and quickly apply things uh, really made it really um, valuable for me. But as I grew, one of the things I, I found is that um, when I was uh, brought on a new employee, they weren't as quick of as a, a learner uh, and what ended up happening is I get a little bit frustrated with them. And also one of the things I, I made, I, I learned recently, and this is actually through the um, Russell Brunson training with one funnel way challenge. I learned that uh, one of the things he talks about is find the who, not the how. And what happens, what he's explained to is really profound uh, information he shared. He said, too often as an, a business owner, we we come up with, you know, there's a new task for us to work on. And then we say, okay, well, how can I get it done? Um, and then we go down a rabbit hole of training ourselves. A couple weeks goes by. We get the work done. We have to go through a learning curve. And then at the end, the work we put out is just, it's subpar. Uh, in reality, we would have been a lot better finding the who, who already knew how to do the what. Um, and so getting the what done, it's important to hire the who. And I went through and I had actually done some analysis before. And when, you know, I, I, I was figuring out, uh, some, uh, for some, these graphic e-covers that I wanted to get done, there was a software I could have bought. It was 200 bucks to buy the software. But then I was like, wait a second, I'm going to have to spend 10 to 20 hours um, doing the design, 10 to learn the software, and then probably another 10 to do the design work. And uh, I had the ability to hire a graphic designer, James, to do the work for me. And it only cost me $85 to hire him. And so I was like, wow, well, um, and, but my old self came back to me and he, and my old self was like, well, yeah, yeah, but if you learn how to do this now, you won't have to pay the $85 later. And then as I looked at it and thought more and more, I was just like, no, I'm going to focus on the how. I'm going to not rephrase that. I'm going to focus on the who, not the how. James is the who. Um, and for the amount of money I paid for him, I got a really great deal. 
what he produced was probably 10 times what I would have done. Um, and then I actually did the, a little bit of math and I figured out if I hired myself to do the graphic design work, it probably would have cost me 20,000 or not 20. It would probably, it probably would have cost me $2,000 to hire myself because of lost opportunity costs that I, by doing the graphic design work, I'm not a graphic designer. Um, and so I'm not going to be a graphic designer. There is a choice to be made. I could spend $2,000 and lost opportunity cost hiring myself, or I can hire a, a professional for $85. So the choice was clear. I'm glad I made the choice, and I'm going to continue to focus on the who and not the how. That's it for tonight. Um, I'm looking forward to spending time with my family tonight. I don't have to write a blog post tonight, um, and so I'm looking forward to that. I will talk to you tomorrow. That does it for today's show. If you enjoyed the podcast, do two things for me, please. One, subscribe to the Ideal Money Life podcast. And two, tell one person about the show. This is a labor of love for me, and I want to get the message to as many people as possible. Thank you for listening. Ideal Money Life podcasts are for general information purposes only and do not create a CPA, tax advisor, investment, or other professional relationship. You should consult your professional advisors before you apply anything you've learned from this podcast. Remember the wise words of Benjamin Franklin, your net worth to the world is usually determined by what remains after your bad habits are subtracted from your good ones. Have a great day.